Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Good morning. It is the start of the week. And it is Hometown Heroes. And as we're waiting for our guests to hopefully show up, there's a few things we're going to talk about first. <coughs> so we have a lot of things coming up with the radio. Um, first of all, the 26th of October is recognizing National Day of Deployment. And that will be on our family show on Thursday at noon next week. And we're going to talk about deployment and understand what deployments are, but how not only does it affect the service member, but it affects the family and how it all kind of intertwines in helping everybody reconnect when deployments are over. And just because you say deployment, that doesn't mean that it's, you know, you're going to war. You know, there's so many others, you know, deployment type deals where you are going to other bases for training or you're going to cover for a SWAT, things like that. And ignore our, my dog today. He has been just a pain. The leaves make too much noise. He starts barking. Also coming up is Halloween. And we will do special shows um, about Halloween. Excuse me one minute, please. Sorry about that. Our mailman just dropped off packages. Ah. And as we're going through, we're going to be launching a new show starting next Monday night. <coughs> and that is all going to be about trauma. And how to break down trauma and understand what trauma is and the misconceptions. 
And then coming up um, the first week of of November is our Veterans Week, which leads us up to Day. And honoring those who have served. And we're going to hear about some of the famous battles, um, some of the different wars that were fought, and the people who've lived to tell the tale. And that'll lead us into the 13th of November. Hometown Heroes presents International Kindness Day. And we will have two special guests, the creator of the Kindness Club for Kids, Ariana Lee, and Captain Len Kane, the creator of the Kindness Campaign. So, as we're waiting for our guest, we're going to talk about trauma. Trauma. And how it can affect your life. So first of all, trauma is an experience that affects you in many different ways. Physically, such as abuse or injuries. Emotionally, which is your, your you know, verbals or just seeing something happen. Or psychologically. And with trauma, it overwhelms your ability to cope. And it leaves that lasting imprint on your mind. It can be one little incident or it can be a series of events. And It is all based on how that person views the event. And really, trauma is the misfiring of your abdella, and it's leaving your fight or flight response open. You're not going through. It's kind of like the... the, um, Stages of loss or grief is similar to that. And so when you block out events or you brush them off, those sensors are still open and refiring. And that's where the triggers come from and all these different avenues of how different things will keep affecting you. You know, for instance, fireworks or a car backfiring for a soldier. Different smells, smell of smoke for someone who's been involved in a fire. 
trauma will affect each individual person differently based on what they perceive as harmful or altering. And there's many different types of trauma. And one of the big ones is acute trauma. And what that is, is it's just one simple event or a very small set of series of events from a medical emergencies car accidents, natural disasters, or violence. And the biggest misconception when it comes to trauma is it could be people believe that the only people that experience the trauma are the people that are involved in it. But in reality, it can be people who see it, people who witness that car accident or that person witnessing someone get shot. No, with acute trauma, whatever caused an emotional response, it's something sudden and unexperienced or sudden and unexpected. No, your immediate emotional distress, the shock, the potential for physical injuries doesn't mean necessarily involved. And with this emotional distress, There are some specialists that believe that when you experience the full elaboration of your emotions during these events, this is what leads to the misfiring in the brain going into full modes to where this is where some of the triggers come back, your flashbacks, your hypervigilance, your anxiety. Because it was something that happened so quick. That you don't go through all of the emotions of it. From scared to the anger. To the sadness. And you, you go into that fight or flight or freeze response. And what chronic trauma is basically what how it says it. Chronic trauma involves continuous exposure to situations over a certain period of time. This is where we get into the domestic abuse situations or the verbal abuse, neglect, 
being in war zones, um, law enforcement dealing with tragedies on a regular basis and not seeking help or having that outlet. And this is where having that support is so important to go through the effects of trauma, to talk about it and understanding what you're experiencing. And it's okay to experience these issues, these symptoms. And the effects with this can be severe to the point that it does impact your mental or emotional or physical health. From having stress to issues with your body. And this is where chronic anxiety come in, depression, post-traumatic stress. And this is where people learn to shut down and not be able to form or keep healthy relationships or have that stable sense of self-worth. This is where the self-esteem issues come in, at the self-blaming, the guilt about trauma and about, you know, all right, well, you know, I got abused because, you know, I deserved it because I did this wrong or I didn't do this right or, you know, I didn't make him happy. It's my fault. Quiet. Now, it's where where you lose your sense of identity and not understanding who you are. And you mold yourself to be what others want you to be or what you think others want you to be, to be that good spouse. Comes developmental trauma. And this happens throughout your life. In critical periods, especially in your life, which impact your emotional and psychological development. And with developmental trauma, this is where you have the issues with attachments. A lot of times it's disruptions with caregiver relationships. You know, um, this tends to get a bad rep because it's a lot of times is where they blame the parents. And in my viewpoint, been studying this for a while now, honestly, self-soothing should be in the category of developmental trauma. Because when a child is born, your brain is not fully developed. It develops over the first few years of your life. When you start self-soothing a child and we have this misconception that a child, if you hold them too much, they become spoiled. Well, what they're finding out is that children who are not held, played with, talked to, interacted with, 
the emotional part of their brain, their nurturing side of their brain does not develop or it takes longer to develop, which involves their self-esteem, their self-worth, their nurturing part, their empathy. And the effects of developmental trauma are impaired emotional regulation. It affects their coping mechanisms. And all these little parts of this coping mechanism, your emotional regulation, all end up with that part of that brain that doesn't develop from being not being paid attention to. Long-term consequences for, for developmental trauma can be social, cognitive development. Your mental capacities take longer to develop. You're slower learning things. You have issues with social development and learning and working with others and interacting with others. You don't build friendships as easily in your emotional development. (coughs) Another aspect of trauma is attachment trauma. Another place where self-soothing can actually come into play. It's the disruption of formation of secure emotional bonds, especially during the young stages of development in children. And a lot of this often involves inconsistent and neglectful caregiving. It's parents who put their kids down and leave them. And the misconception is, is that This happens only during the beginning ages, stages of life. No, this happens throughout the life. Because with individuals, you, you can always fix, you can always improve. It doesn't happen overnight, but it takes a little bit of time. And this attachment trauma, you can tell this happens when with kids, we write it off or individuals write it off as saying, or dad leaves and comes back. But the, also the other flip side is, is a lot of attachment trauma can be the opposite, where kids are overattached because they're afraid of when you won't come home. They don't want you to leave. They're glued to you every moment of the day. You know, and this is the effects of this are so are you know they don't form or maintain healthy relationships. A lot of self sabotage comes into this play. Or these are the individuals who tend to mold themselves to whatever they think that person wants, so that they can stay with them. With this attachment trauma, they have issues trusting others. 
and they have very difficult time regulating emotions. One of the other traumas or types of trauma is cultural trauma. And this is where it affects your community or society. The rioting going on. Natural disasters. Mass atrocities towards different groups. Cultural trauma is also what we call intergenerational trauma or historical trauma. And, you know, the effects are a loss of cultural, cultural identity. The impact on communities as a whole, your resilience, your mental health. An intergenerational trauma occurs when effects of a trauma experienced by one generation are passed down to subsequent to other generations. And this will affect their mental and physical health and well-being. Cultures, injustices. These are people who are not directly exposed to these issues, but they are been so engrossed in it that they recognize with it. One of the big topics about intergenerational trauma in discussion right now is because all of international trauma is 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 you being told about an event and you feel like you've experienced it. The psychological impact on future generations of intergenerational trauma is anxiety, depression, and PTSD that can be passed down. behavioral patterns that are influenced by the traumatized ancestor. So this can happen five generations ago. And this is where we have the self-fulfilling prophecies. <coughs> so mom did this and, and was involved in this. So instead of, and this is how she reacted. So we teach our generations, this is how we need to act, this is what we need to do. And it gets even worse in this society because we're being told that, you know, we should feel guilty. 
because we are born a certain color, a certain race. We were born because we grew up with money or we or because we didn't. And with social media, with the media in general, with everything around us all the time telling us all this stuff, this all affects our psyche. This all affects how we experience trauma. And because we're being, having all this influence put into our minds on a regular basis, this helps with this intergenerational drama and helps us feed off of it, as you will. With intergenerational trauma, it can erode a culture, the traditions, the identity. It, when we focus on the negative so much of all this stuff happening, it affects how we pass down our information. So cultures, traditions get lost. And this is happening a lot in this, this time period of life. Because a lot of families are not sharing their, the positive, the traditions of family. We're focusing so much on a whole in the, in the negative aspect of life and all the bad things that have happened. We're not talking about the good things that happened. Thank you. We need to stop as a society. We need to stop as a whole. Focusing everything on negative. And I'm not saying gaslighting positive. I'm saying look at both parts. Yes, bad things happen. Look at what's going on in Israel and Palestine right now. Things happen. But this is where you have the choice as an individual to be the victim and sit there and dwell on it, the bad things, or are you going to be the effect and be the person that stands up and does something about it? And I'm not talking about, you know, the rioting and all this other stuff, and, but actually looking at it and being a positive influence. You know, a good place to look at with this, especially in our generational trauma, are the Holocaust survivors. These individuals were put into cars, were bused to places, warehouses, and they were killed off literally because they either protected or they were part of a religion or they were different than everybody else. But because of what happened with them and what they experienced through all that and the survivors <coughs> talk about their story. They tell you what happened. They share their message. And when they do it, when they talk about this, 
and they talk about the atrocities that they dealt with, that is one dealing with the trauma. And when you ask them why they do it, they do it because they don't want this to ever happen again. But when they talk about things like that and the experiences they've dealt with, they don't do it as a victim. They're doing it as an empowerment for them to, one, teach their families what they went through, to impact the people that believe it never happened. They do it in a sense to empower and bring awareness. And for them, that's how they went through the trauma. They survived the trauma and they moved on from it. And they use their story to educate. Somewhere between the survivors of World War II and modern day, we have went from telling our stories and being a survivor and being grateful we survived and uplifting ourselves and impacting the world with what our stories had to offer to now we went a full 360 and we are victims. And we are all about blame. And we're all about turning around and this is bad things happen. And we're going to blame somebody for the bad things happen. And the only way we can change the cycle of mental health and break this culture of we're victims is to stand up and be positive about our story and share our story and do it to educate, teach others. And I'm going to get a little political here just because this drives me nuts. (coughs) When we talk about generational trauma and we talk about all these bad things that have happened from slavery to the Holocaust to veterans to segregation, the voices that are the loudest and the voices that play the victim card so much are the individuals that had nothing to do with anything to do with the actual event, for one. And two, they have, they've read a story or they heard an interview and they feel they need to get involved, but they have no connection to these actual events or these traumas or to the things they're talking about. And they speak for a population. The sad part about it is that the people involved, the ancestors, you know, a good example right now is Aunt Jemima. Her family wants to keep her on the bottle of syrup. And People who have nothing to do with her as a whole or her family are speaking out to have her removed off of it. And they're talking about simple things from the way that she dressed. That it was a racial thing. 
right? I've seen the way Aunt Jemima dresses. My grandma dressed the same way up until she died back in 2013. Wearing a dress and an apron was a thing that women who lived at home, worked on farms, cooked in the kitchen did. Up until now, women wore dresses and aprons. And I'm not, I'm not wrong about that one. Look at every Sydney sitcom there was. Look at before that even. I mean, growing up for me, my grandma, I remember her wearing pants twice a year. And that was literally to go out into the woods and collect and cut down firewood for the winter. That was it. Otherwise, she wore a dress no matter what. And I live in Minnesota, so it's cold in the wintertime. Up until the day she died, she always had a dress up. Her hair was always in a bun in the back of her head. She always had an apron on. The only time she didn't wear an apron is if she went to the store. And my point to all this is, is the people who actually are involved personally need to make sure their voices are louder than the ones making the noise. Their voices can be heard. Now, my question is, is how much of this generational trauma and how much is stereotyping and we fit into our roles as who we are in society? You know, for instance, Native Americans and drinking. No, you're told because you are a young black man without a father that you are going, you are on the road to becoming a gang member or you are not going to get off the streets. And we have so many kids that we are taught and told because you fit this narrative that this is how you are going to end up, that you end up that way. It's that self-fulfilling prophecy. And here's the scary part about our, our brain, our mind. We our brains are the most, but it's also one of the laziest. By that, it conserves so much energy that it works at a bare minimum when it needs to, which is the reason why our imagination, our memories are intertwined. It fills in. Instead of looking through the card catalog or the hard drive to find the memories, and dig for those memories, what it does is it turns around and takes some of our imagination and fills in the gaps in our memories for us to recall them faster. And so 
with our minds the way they are can make ourselves sick, physically sick, due to trauma. And this brings us into the start of figuring out what root, the root causes of our trauma are. So let's make a list of, think of a tree. So the branches of a tree are all the symptoms you feel, all the physical things you go through for trauma. From your physical symptoms of headaches, exhaustion, muscle issues, anxiety, depression, all the things that are visible for you to to sit and look at and see what someone else can say you see, you know, um, having a hard time staying caught up on things. Your lack of motivation. To unexplained pains. All these little things tend to be symptoms of the trauma you experience because when you experience trauma, you don't deal with it and we bury it. And I used to be guilty of this. You bury it and just hide it under a blanket or something else it'll manifest in many different areas in your life and you don't even realize it so once you have the list of all the physical symptoms you experience now let's look at the root system the root system is all the things you don't see that you struggle with your attachment problems. Um, emotional problems. Do you fly off the handle? Do you struggle with this, this, and this? Do you struggle with understanding things? Do you struggle with... Um, trusting people? All these things are things that aren't seen that we go through our mind, go through our mind on a regular basis that we don't fully realize they're all going through. And once you make this list of all these issues we're dealing with and all the issues that people don't see that we're dealing with, it gives you that aha moment. And it takes a while to put this list together and start putting things together to understand all the different parts that go with trauma and understanding what trauma is But we won't. 
but want you to understand. Because when you understand all the symptoms that you're dealing with and you start to recognize them, it makes it easier for you to acknowledge them and deal with them. Because the first step to overcoming trauma is understanding the root causes. And all these little symptoms help you try to figure out what the root causes of the trauma is. And once you have these lists of all this, you know, your shortness of breath, your heart races, things like that, start to think about take one piece of this tree or this branch or the root, a couple days looking at that piece. And make a list. All right, so this hap- what happened? What was I thinking about? Was I, what was I experiencing when these symptoms arrived? And this is where you start putting the A plus and B together to make your C connection to figure out what the root causes of your trauma were. When you take the symptoms your feeling and understand what's what's going through your body and your mind at the same time when you experience these symptoms. This is what you need to do to get to the root cause. And once we get to the root causes, we got those aha moments which is what we're going to start discussing on our shows coming up next week at Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern is all about trauma and about how we break trauma down to understand the root causes of the trauma, the problems with trauma, and how we can overcome the trauma. And with trauma, it doesn't have to be some major life-altering event. It could have been something that happened. I've worked with clients who experienced trauma before they were even born. It affected their mental health. They always had self-esteem issues and always were a people pleaser and always felt like they didn't fit in. Because mom and dad fought when she before she was born because she was mom and dad were very young when they had her were trying to figure out if they wanted to put her up for adoption or keep her. And when we went through the steps and went through the therapies and figured and I did we worked on some hypnotherapy to figure this out. And she went and talked to her mom about it. She's like, couldn't believe she knew that because it did really happen. And they decided to keep her. They stayed together. They're still married to this day and, you know, things worked out. But, and that's the thing is with trauma, when our bodies are developing, we hear everything. Our subconscious stores everything. We just don't know how to always physically access it. And there will be way we will talk about that Monday tips and tricks on how to be able to access our subconscious to get 
the answers we're looking for to figure out where the trauma is and how to overcome that in a safe environment that you feel safe and secure enough to be able to deal with it. So you're almost out of time for today. So starting next Monday and then next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern and then Fridays (coughs) at 9 a.m. Eastern, we are going to talk about trauma and how to recognize trauma from symptoms to overcoming trauma, and support groups and sources to help resources to help you who are struggling, from combat veterans and first responders to individuals. Monday is going to be all about individuals, and on Friday it is for more combat veterans and things like that. So I am going to open up for anyone who has any comments or questions before we end. All right. So that's all I've got for today. So join us back here tomorrow at noon Eastern for Prosperity, Travel and Prosperity and Travel Tuesday with Rick Reese and Ron Clayton. Have a good day. Have a good night. We'll talk to you all back here tomorrow. Bye for now.